This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, November 15th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Biden signing infrastructure bill. Biden not expected to talk tariffs, supply chain, NZ meeting, and stay of vaccine requirement for businesses welcomed by industry. Biden signing infrastructure bill pledging oversight. President Biden today will sign into law the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill, and he's promising to make sure the money will be spent properly. Biden announced yesterday he would appoint former New Orleans Mayor Mitch Landro as the senior advisor responsible for overseeing distribution of the funding, which will start in coming months. One of our biggest responsibilities is to make sure all of the money is used efficiently and effectively, Biden said at a cabinet meeting on Friday. Why it matters? Well, the legislation includes $550 billion in new funding for a range of needs for agriculture and rural America, including broadband, ports and inland waterways, roads and bridges, and western water projects. Keep in mind, in signing the bill into law, Biden will be raising the stakes for progressives in Congress who had tried to delay passage of the legislation until they were sure that Biden's larger Build Back Better spending package would also pass. House moderates agreed to vote for the Build Back Better bill this week so long as the official cost estimates for the bill are in line with the White House projections. The Congressional Budget Office released estimates for a few sections of the bill last week. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says in a Dear Colleague letter that the CBO will issue three additional reports yet today. For more about this week's agenda in Washington, read our Washington Week Ahead. Biden not expected to talk tariffs and supply chain in Z meeting. President Joe Biden will be meeting virtually for several hours with Chinese President Xi Jinping tonight, but he's not expected to bring up the trade war, tariffs, or supply chain problems, according to a senior Biden administration official who briefed reporters last night. That's likely to disappoint many in the U.S. ag sector that depend on stable trade relationship with China, a major importer of U.S. soybeans, corn, beef, pork, poultry, and many other commodities. China is still exempting its importers from tariffs on many U.S. ag commodities, but that process is linked to the Phase 1 trade deal, part of which comes to an end December 31st. The agreement included promises by China to buy about $80 billion worth of U.S. farm commodities over a two-year period, but that ends this year, and many in the U.S. ag sector are hoping the deal can be extended. Stay a vaccine requirement for businesses welcomed by industry. Industry groups praised the decision by a federal appeals court late Friday that maintained its stay on implementation of the government's vaccine requirement for private businesses of 100 or more employees. The Emergency Temporary Standard, or ETS, from the Occupational Safety and Health Administration would require employees to get shots for COVID-19 or take weekly tests and use face masks at work. Employers have to have plans in place by December 5th. 
FMI, the Food Industry Association, which represents a wide range of companies in the food supply chain, including retailers and distributors, and which petitioned for the stay, said the pause will give it more time to seek clarity of elements of concern, such as the availability of tests, President and CEO Lisa Saracen said. FMI remains concerned with the potentially harmful impact the ETS will have on American consumers and the food supply chain if implemented as written during the busiest grocery shopping season of the year, she added. The National Retail Federation said the court had, quote, recognized that the ETS presents an incredible and unprecedented burden on millions of businesses across the country. Maybe not the last word, Litigation is pending in other courts, and the government argues a multi-circuit lottery should decide where to consolidate the cases. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers dairy products and the dairy industry. Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. FDA meeting focuses on baby food containing heavy metals. The Food and Drug Administration has released the agenda for the first public meeting next week on its Closer to Zero plan to lower limits for cadmium, mercury, arsenic, and lead in baby foods. The Thursday, November 18 meeting will feature presentations from FDA officials on next steps for Closer to Zero and include panels with researchers on childhood exposure to toxins. The House Oversight and Reform Committee issued reports in February and September finding that heavy metals exceeded FDA action levels in some baby foods and recommended that FDA accelerate its proposed timelines for publishing final limits for these toxic heavy metals and require companies to conduct finished product testing. The FDA plan contemplates proposing and finalizing action levels for toxic elements over the next three years. First in line sometime before April would be draft levels for lead. Food Research and Action Center adds lobbyists. The Food Research and Action Center has named a new senior lobbyist, Vijay Das, to lead its legislative efforts in Washington, D.C., Das, most recently senior campaign strategist at the public policy think tank Demos and a healthcare advocate at Public Citizen Congress Watch Division. He's also been a policy fellow for the California Attorney General and in the U.S. Senate. FRAC, FRAC, works to eradicate poverty-related hunger and undernutrition in the United States. U.S. and Japan begin talks to end metal tariffs. The U.S. and Japan have begun talks to end an irritation of the otherwise strong trading relationship, U.S. tariffs on steel and aluminum imports from Japan. The U.S. recently agreed to end its metal tariffs on the European Union. 
and the new talks with Japan fall in line with the Biden administration's efforts to strengthen its ties with allies and confront China over its trade practices. The U.S. and EU both blame China for an excess of steel and aluminum on the global market. The U.S. does not import much directly from China, but officials say the metal makes its way into the U.S. through third countries. U.S. tariffs on Chinese imports remain firm, and the Chinese continue to retaliate with tariffs on U.S. ag commodities like pork. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, November 15th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.